Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talk Overflow. Today, I'm speaking with a YouTuber, a coder, a guest speaker, and an overall cool human being. I'm super excited to introduce you to Vilma. He's currently a senior engineer at Omeo in Berlin. He loves to contribute to open source, host workshops, and just code away on JavaScript. Hey, Vilma. Hey, Swati. Uh, thanks for having me here, and uh, it's uh, great. It feels great to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm in love with your profile. I love how active you are and how much you're into tech. I would just love if you could introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, sure, Swati. So, uh, like Swati said, uh, I'm Vilva and uh, I work for a company called Omeo. I live in Berlin. Uh, I'm a JavaScript developer, or to be precise, and uh, I mostly work with front-end frameworks React, uh, React Native, GraphQL. And uh, in the back-end, I work with Node, TypeScript, Couchbase, and all this stuff. um most of the days i build these days i i will i love working on dev tools and uh, i build tools for developers both internally as well as for open source and uh, this is more of my uh, of uh, work at office and out of office i'm a conference speaker i uh, speak at many events um, i guess it's around 25 plus events for now and uh, also i'm i'm a uh, active contributor to open source either i contribute to other libraries or uh, i i build my own uh, we have a organization where me and my other friends uh, together are building products or tools for developers and then uh, coming to my hobbies it they keep changing so every once and then uh, i i just do things which i love i wish i feel like doing some days i paint some days i just travel some days i just sleep and some days i do something very adrenaline like uh, i i'm planning to join a skydive course so my my things are so diverse um, absolutely i had a look at your youtube channel and one of the videos was you jumping out of an airplane so i was like okay who is this vilva <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's my recent addiction i'm daily seeing skydive fails video because i'm planning to join a uh, get a certificate with uh, Uh, like get a license for doing skydive alone so okay isn't that counterintuitive like if you see failure videos then how do you you know get the courage to jump out of an airplane again no i i'll go i'll go and do it only if i have the courage even after seeing the failure videos ah so, okay because uh, the, the positive experience is always comforting and encouraging but uh, <laughs> only if i'm brave enough to do it after seeing all the failure videos then i i sh- i think i sh- i'll go it and uh, So far, I guess I'll do it because I have seen a lot of failure videos, and still I want to do it. <laughs> oh wow, that is that's a very interesting, you know, way to kind of motivate yourself. But it's also scary. Yeah. Um, we wish you good luck with that. Thank um, you. I was just yeah. So I was just curious. Um, how did you get started out with tech? Uh, were you like always like a nerd, a coder, or you know, where did the spark finally happen? Uh, I I'll not say I was a nerd. Or maybe in school I was a nerd. Yes, uh, definitely I was okay. a nerd in school and uh, kind of this topper topper first bencher guy. But uh, oh no! <laughs> uh, after after coming to college, everything got turned up. Uh, at seventh semester, I had around uh, I had to write around twenty two papers in my seventh semester. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so I was not kind of nerd, and nobody thought I'll even crack a job interview and get into a job. So yes. Yeah. it was kind of different feeling but somehow i i cleared like 20 papers in my seventh semester and then uh, uh i i got a job in uh, capgemini previously it was called igate so it was a campus placement and i had to forcefully get into coding and <laughs> okay. uh, 
after going i was not much interested initially I, I, it was just a job which gives me paycheck uh, on first of every month so yeah. i was just sitting there but uh, one night what happened it was a friend's birthday party the previous night and we were all uh, partying and uh, the next day to the training i went late and i couldn't understand what they taught that day and uh, i went to a guy who was the topper in the first examination and i okay. asked him to help me out with it because the teacher uh, the trainer told me that if you are not going to complete this uh, assignment i'm going to take action on you because you came late uh, okay and i i went for help to him and he was like uh, no dude i'm very busy and uh, if somebody shows attitude to me i, I it just fires me up <laughs> then i was like okay fine you be busy i'll do it myself and uh, i went i googled i learned everything and uh, so it, it everybody started the assignment by 11:30 i started by 2:30 and i completed by 5:30 and i left home but uh, <laughs> except me nobody else completed even on the next day so uh, then i realized okay i have something in it and i ended up being the uh, topper of the training not just for my batch but uh, all the batches across uh, all the locations in uh, awesome. uh, so that uh, gave me a instinct like okay this is something i uh, which is coming naturally to me and uh, uh, my journey started also i love going like i love uh, learning things to the depth uh, that's the reason i always uh, stand ahead wherever i work yeah i i, I don't get uh, attracted by buzzwords but whatever i learn i learn until the uh, very depth of it so uh, i have been always uh, welcomed by my employers and my career kicks that <laughs> Awesome. It looks like you're, you know, constantly living on the edge, but I do sympathize. Like I do I do understand what you mean because um unfortunately like with the education system that we have, what mm-hmm. we learn and then what we end up working on are two separate things, right? So essentially yeah. even if you have an IT or a computer science degree, you are a self-taught developer at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I'm I'm uh, I had a uh, electrical degree, so when I came in okay. I was zero. <laughs> <laughs> interesting so how how did uh, you know like how did you develop your skills like because you don't have uh, an educational background with computer science or it so what are the kind of steps that you took and um, was it very internally motivated for you to learn what javascript is what other things are in you know the coding world uh, so initially in uh, uh, when my first job i was not in javascript uh, they like you know the service based companies they randomly allocate you to uh projects so yeah. i was working on dotnet for two months then six mm-hmm. months in java then in unix uh okay. then in terra data so it was kind of messed up and only the last five six months in the company i was put into a uh, dotnet project with angular js okay so that's when i got into this html css javascript things along with uh, dotnet and uh, angular js right uh, and then what happened was i felt i don't know if i'll be a good engineer but i felt okay if uh, if i i didn't like uh, uh, continue uh, like i didn't like working uh, at the company or at the project mm-hmm. but i had this uh, two year bond thing like we need to continue. okay got it so yeah I just, uh, i just waited for the bond to over and uh, the last day of, of my bond was the last day in the company and <laughs> I, i i didn't have an uh, other job back then i didn't even know what i was going to do I just quit okay. my job and came out. Okay. Uh, for 3-4 uh, months I was not planning to go to job as well. Back then everybody were scaring me like if you quit job, if you have 3 months uh, uh, 
employment gap nobody is going to yeah. hire you so all my seniors like there's a, a senior who is like a sister to me uh, okay. she stopped talking to me because i quit her, quit my job uh, against her words <laughs> okay so, uh, there was so much of uh, trauma and uh, you know like i'm from madurai and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> parents are also a bit scared because they think getting a job is very hard yeah absolutely uh, i mean i i sympathize with them because it's uh, it's like a doggy dog world out there right uh, yeah, so how like, so what happened after this um, after you quit your uh, consulting job uh so after three, for 3 three, 4 months i was just roaming around i was meeting all the friends of my college i was going city by city and uh, whomever i missed in college i i like just went and met them uh, spent all the money i had and then uh, almost i came to like uh, zero balance then i thought okay. what so this uh, is like the indian version of eat pray love ha huh? So you went around, <laughs> seeing uh, yeah. what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I started a Tamil YouTube channel for trolling, putting trolling videos. And uh, the first video got some views. And then uh, one YouTube channel, uh, it's kind of bit famous now. It's called Kichdi. Okay. Uh, so okay. they were offering me uh, a partnership kind of thing for making content. Uh, yeah. But. and uh, i was painting for continuously 5 days but then i realized i get bored of everything like <laughs> when i do it for 5 days or one week it's interesting but when it becomes professional or full time i get bored of yeah. things so then okay. i thought okay so i'll make some money and uh, and then since i know already html css javascript and uh, angular js i yeah. uh, i started from ground up i spent like 2 months and okay. uh, started from ground up and i learned everything Mm-hmm. and i went to uh, uh, give interviews almost i okay. gave like 25 interviews and rejected in everywhere everywhere <laughs> okay um, okay so uh, and there were few words like a uh, few people told me like you probably should consider changing your profession maybe you are not ready for it and all the okay uh, stuff from the as a feedback from the interviewers yeah But, yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, it was all kind of uh, uh, i was so confused where well, i'm not whether i mm. fit in here or fit not not then uh, i i got a job uh, okay. with the company uh, it was better pay like uh, it was a better pay than what i was getting in capgemini and uh, mm-hmm. for that situation i i didn't have another option because i needed money uh, <laughs> so i i just went and joined the job and uh, it was kind of uh, so uh, autonomous again like i didn't feel a need to quit uh, capgemini if i have to work for that uh, uh, job so uh, okay when he gave me a support like okay you have uh, waited for so long so if you have to uh, mm-hmm. work for like if you have to try for some more time i am happy to support you then i quit the okay. job in two days and after uh, but before quitting the mm-hmm. job i wanted to make a impact uh, they had a okay. uh, problem which was uh, which they couldn't solve for like 3 4 weeks and they solved it solved mm-hmm. it for them one and a half days and then i quit the job <laughs> so the founder was like come back i will give you more pa- package and all the stuff but i was not going back Okay. Uh, my friend helped to survive for next uh, one and a half two months because uh, it was a ego problem to ask money at home. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I was not asking money at home, and my friend helped me survive. Uh, and then the next two months was a different game. Okay. Whatever uh, uh, things I couldn't uh, solve in interviews, whatever things I was lacking, my mm-hmm. uh, preparation changed in that focus, not just learning. Okay. Okay. Great. So. now um you you've had your second job and then you quit again and now you want to kind of revamp your skills right so what was it that you did differently during these couple of months that you didn't do the last time around that you were preparing for you know cracking the interview yeah so uh, what i did was the last time i was uh, just learning through the concepts i was reading about uh, 
uh, the things i was just working out few problems but this time i had a creative approach so uh, mm-hmm. uh, if it's html i was building all the tags with div so for instance if okay. h1 tag uh, it's just a div with a predefined margin top margin bottom and the font size likewise mm-hmm. i was trying to rebuild all the tags with just by using uh, div this is one okay. example approach i used for uh, in html likewise i used mm-hmm. similar approaches in angular in uh, css in uh, javascript everywhere i started mm-hmm. going with uh, uh, practical and also uh, i made use of the questions which were asked to me in the interviews so okay. this made the change and in like 2 months i got uh, four offers i i gave awesome. five, five interviews and i cracked uh, four all, already then uh, okay. i had to choose one and uh, join the company <laughs> great so during this time where you had to kind of depend on your friends where you didn't you know exactly know what you were going to do next mm-hmm. how did you like you know keep up with your mental health um because i i know that um though looking back it seems like a great story i'm sure during those times you, you would have had to kind of do some sort of hack or do some sort of uh, exercise to, you know to reassure yourself that you have everything um Uh, that is needed so how did you crack that yeah yeah for sure uh, it was not i i won't say it was very easy but uh, okay. one good thing that helped me was my uh, college life because uh, there mm. uh, they used to blame me for everything like even if something went missing in the washroom they will come and ask what did you do so <laughs> okay i so uh, i got used to this uh, uh, pressured uh, environment there like they they often okay when your parents uh, you are suspended you have to write up a letter uh, just stand out of the class so okay uh, i have gone through everything there so i was uh, already in a chill mode like whatever happens i'll be like maybe i'll feel it uh, feel for it for a uh, quite some time but it doesn't la- last okay so uh, mm-hmm. if i get rejected in an interview i'll be angry or furious or sad for maybe two or mm-hmm. three years then i just uh, mm-hmm. i forget about it and uh, continue doing stuff um oh. but there was a lot of okay. confusion with stability i was stable mentally i i won't say i was depressed i was sad and all but uh, i was Got it. confused i didn't know which hmm. side to pick yeah absolutely so i think during this time you were mentioning that you were trying out something in the youtube space as well right so how did you do that because uh like you know signing up for youtube and then putting yourself out there in front of the internet that quite hard to do so how did how did that you know inspire you uh so i was a stand up comedian in uh, school like i have won district level uh, competitions and uh, i was okay. even offered uh, this rj uh, in tamil uh, in madurai like when i was in madurai but yeah uh, my voice was changing back then so it was kind of cracky so i couldn't uh, get through the selection process but uh, okay uh, i had a past of uh, doing such things so that didn't really right awesome So is there any point where you know you kind of bring that creative energy into your work? Uh yes it it happens a lot. I'll say the uh, the uh, thought process of my painting and the thought process of my coding are very similar. And mm. uh, and when it comes to conference talks I'm a bit cool at the stage I can uh, that's I'll say uh, the stand up comedy thing was uh, uh, one main reason why I'm able to uh, uh, stay cool in the stages. So Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. So uh how did you come up with uh, the idea of starting your YouTube channel? Uh that was a trend back then. It was the time of Jio and they <laughs> started uh, uh using YouTube uh, because there was free internet. Uh, okay. So I thought okay why not let's try, give it a try and the first video gathered yeah. from uh, 12000 uh, uh 
uh, views and uh, some i got some contacts from media but after that i did another video like after the first video i dropped off but uh, uh-huh. i got some contacts uh, from the media like not big contacts but a uh, few yeah. founders of uh, yeah, youtube channels and they are still a good friend to me awesome awesome so i feel that you have like a series it's called path to expert on your youtube channel so what, what is that about uh, so what i thought this year is like Uh, everybody are creating content and if you see uh, uh, out there every person who is just starting to learn they are writing blogs they are doing some yeah. videos and all the stuff so internet right. is filled with content but uh, when you search for something particular in when, when you are in production work and you search for something particular <laughs> you don't find an answer yeah. you have to break your head. yeah so i thought let me make something which people are less aware of uh, and that's okay. how i started this path to expert series and the okay. first part i chose was this seo thing uh okay so people who know about all this uh, uh seo related stuff are mostly mm-hmm. seo people not developers but there are a right. lot of things which developers also have to know and uh, to my surprise even very well experienced developers told me that uh, few of my videos they, they learned for the first time in their experience so uh, awesome uh that's how i i thought okay maybe i'll do uh videos on things which are least explored mm-hmm. great that makes sense so um in in when you're talking about like you know youtube which is kind of um not exactly on your career path but almost adjacent mm-hmm. why do you think developers should actually think about passive income and what are some of the streams that you would suggest uh, would work out for them um so passive income always gives you a confidence like Uh, right. when you when you just rely on your uh, day job uh, you can't be jobless for a month or uh, two but when you have hmm. a strong source of passive income and if say mm-hmm. uh, say tomorrow if i want to start a company i'll not give a second thought of uh, quitting my job because i know for mm-hmm. my expense and for my uh, daily needs i can make money just by working uh, four five days a month and uh, through passive income i can you know generate enough income for me so that yeah. uh, immerse confidence for that and mm-hmm. uh, i have tried all ways of many ways of making passive income like uh, okay uh, i guess almost all i have tried being a, a freelance developer i have tried being a, okay. uh, um like i'm i'm doing youtube videos but youtube videos don't give you that big pa- passive income un- unless your uh, audience are huge but uh, right. uh, i'm i'm just uh, putting on videos and who knows when something will go like uh, viral so i'm just trying it out there on one side and, okay uh, i write blogs but i don't uh, write uh, blogs on topics which are already available um okay i write on topics which i find like when i work i find some new tech uh, new methodologies or uh, i i don't some resources on certain problems i write blogs on mm-hmm. uh seeing that uh, okay. there is a publication called uh, log rocket who contacted me and nowadays i'm writing them and such publications okay. really pay you well i i write for two publications asura and mm-hmm. uh, rocket and uh, for each blog they pay really uh, good money uh, okay. and if you see uh, right at the uh, time of writing a blog is maybe one day or two days maximum and uh, right. with that you can really generate a good uh, income in blogging uh, and okay. i i even know people who are writing like six seven blogs a month and almost making equal to their uh, um full time salary so uh, yeah. if you if you are too good in blogs you can do it but i am not patient enough to put my thoughts into words uh, every time <laughs> only when there is a need okay i'll think okay there's no other way i have to do it now and i do it 
otherwise i am not keeping okay. up with blogging uh, free talking uh-huh. doesn't work for me at all um, so personally what i feel is though there are many streams of making uh, passive income everything doesn't work for everybody so you have hmm. to choose what really works for you and for me the mes- uh, the more uh, major thing that works for me is workshops um okay my workshops are going really good uh, and uh, almost uh, all the seats have been sold out i have i have had uh, three workshops so far everything was good mm-hmm. i'm making uh, decent money there and awesome. uh, uh, i'm very comfortable in doing workshops i feel very happy about doing it compared to yeah. other things awesome so i can see that you love being on stage yeah. um one of the other things that i've learned about you is that you always give back right you're you're always donating to charity um so how did that spark come about uh so during our college days we used to think right like when we see people uh, uh, who are suffering we uh, we might not have enough money to help them at that point but we will think okay when i get rich someday we'll help these people uh so mm-hmm. i always had that thought when i was back in college but back in right. college you see like 10000 was a good money but uh, when i joined my job i i uh, i was offered like uh, this starter package like 3.25 something which gives you like around 23000 on hmm. before getting into the job i mm-hmm. felt this money is huge and i can do whatever i want in life but uh, once i start getting it and start living that life it was okay enough <laughs> um but then i <laughs> i thought okay maybe when i go for right. a job which gives me more than 50000 salary i'll do all this and when i went to that job again money was not enough i realized okay mm-hmm. money is never going to be enough no matter how much <laughs> I and and then i started doing it so no matter yes. how much i earn i always donate uh, 10% of it uh, to people whom i doesn't know like donation doesn't mean like i give to my cousins or something so uh, i i shouldn't know the person who is getting benefit right right yeah so that's what i uh, count as the 10% that i have been doing always okay. but uh, post this covid i wanted to do mm-hmm. something more and that's when i started writing blogs for money and uh, doing workshops for money because these workshops i weren't planning okay. to do, do it for money i thought of doing it for uh, free but then uh, doing it for money helped me in two ways one only serious people come mm-hmm. in so there is wastage of time two this money completely goes to uh, uh, helping somebody awesome that's a beautiful gesture and a thought that you've left with us Um I have a couple more questions for you. So now you know um you've taken us through your life uh from your first job to then a couple of months of confusion then back to settling in your in your job and now you find yourself in Berlin. So how was that you know cultural shock from Madurai to Chennai to Berlin? Yeah so uh, the major cultural shock I had was when I moved from Madurai to Chennai. Really? Not when I moved from uh, Bangalore to Berlin. Of course there were cultural shocks from Bangalore to Berlin but Madurai to Chennai was the biggest mm-hmm. because um, you see Madurai is a kind of very reserved city uh, you don't see people okay. outside uh, after 9 pm like it gets uh, mm-hmm. uh, we have a name called the city that never sleeps of course the workers are working okay. always but uh, the general people the general public they go to bed early so it was a kind of different life yeah. there but when i came to chennai everything was different um for instance mm-hmm. in madurai we don't uh, talk to a girl unless unless uh, she is our girlfriend so um, i was, okay. I was very... so how do you get the girlfriend then in the first place yeah so uh, when i came to uh, chennai <laughs> i was feeling very shy to talk to girls for the for the first six months i didn't okay. know the names of any girl in my class for the entire semester okay so uh, 
there were so many uh, such things which was so different not because uh, things were mm-hmm. different in chennai but uh, because things were different in madurai uh i was lucky mm-hmm. that at least mm-hmm. i made that move in uh, college so I, it was easy for me to uh, understand and accept those things otherwise uh, my friends who have moved uh, for jobs outside of madurai they are struggling a lot to uh, accept the outer world uh, because they have most of their right. lives in madurai uh, they don't really understand what's mm-hmm. happening around but i one thing about mm-hmm. me is i was always open minded i never uh, had this things like this is right this is wrong because uh, i do things which right. are which are wrong for others so but for me it was always right <laughs> so i thought okay <laughs> then maybe this is the same thing for everybody so i don't have this uh, things yeah. like right and wrong so i was always open that helped me easily merge mm-hmm. with uh, uh, ch- people in chennai and uh, the, uh, the uh, culture they have and everything even with friendships okay. friendships everything was different in madurai and in chennai so uh, that okay. gave me an idea of merging into new cultures then it was easy for me then when i moved to chennai mm. to bangalore it was different but i was easily able to merge in then bangalore to mumbai it was different it i was easily uh, able to merge mm-hmm. then again i came to bangalore and bangalore to berlin when i came uh, here it i would say it was mm-hmm. i was more happy there were uh, so many new things uh, here in berlin uh, yeah. so uh, i'll say this is a entirely different world compared to the life in india maybe as a tourist it was different thing mm-hmm. because i came to uh, germany for 15 days earlier in 2018 but uh, okay. that was kind of a tourist thing and i didn't feel anything different then. okay great so how did you move from uh, i mean how did you move to berlin um so my uh, com- current company not just my current company there was a phase i don't know from where this recruiters found me but uh, uh, okay. four or five companies contacted me from europe so uh, i had an offer from okay. uh, portugal i had offer for, uh, two offers from berlin and uh, one from uh, sweden and, and okay. i had to choose like the portugal offer was uh, financially more better uh, uh, but mm-hmm. i had to choose something out of these four offers and in the in the world map berlin was kind of center in europe so it was easy to travel across so i chose berlin uh, <laughs> and Okay. within berlin out of the two offers i had omeo had a, a better scale in terms of users and uh, in terms of tech uh, challenges yeah. so i chose mm-hmm. that's why okay great so what do you do at omeo so at omeo initially i joined as a product engineer i was working for a team called user profile uh, uh, team where we take care of this authorization and authentication and also build user uh, logged in user only uh, features um but later i was contributing to the uh, architecture of the company i was changing few uh, um major uh, backbones of front end uh, there so uh, they moved me to a team called ui platform team it's a small team but right now we work on entire stack and uh, we take care of everything front end at uh, omeo both for react as well as for react native that is for uh, mobile apps uh, we we uh, create the base and we take care of all the rnd stuff and uh, all the poc stuff and we we keep experimenting and we keep maintaining the internal tools we build awesome so you seem to be doing so much right you've got your career you've got passive income um you made time for this podcast so how do you strike a balance between work and life the eternal um, question <laughs> yes uh, one major thing which uh, gives me a good work life balance is uh, maybe two things one i never uh, feel shy to back off uh, like when i think i should back off okay. i will not stick just because i gave a word 
or just because i told something in the past currently if i feel like backing okay. off i just back off if i don't want to do videos for two months i don't do it like for past month two months if you see i didn't do any videos but initially i thought i'll do it for okay. the whole year uh, so but i don't feel shy about it i just back off because pressuring myself to create content will only end up creating uh, uh, content for the sake of creating it that content yeah yeah absolutely and second thing is i have ambitions i have goals i i see myself in certain positions in future but uh, i don't have a timeline for it i don't want to achieve it in 2 years i okay. don't want to achieve it in 4 years i want to achieve it someday so this gives me a sense of relaxation right. in life uh, which lets me do like say if I, if i'm working on some interesting project or some cool product idea and suddenly if i feel like going for a vacation mm-hmm. or if my friend calls uh, calls me to go somewhere if i have a timeline i'll avoid going there mm-hmm. but when i don't have a timeline i'll just go enjoy for uh, one month come back and then continue doing it so i never mm-hmm. have a timeline in my life okay okay so you you just take it easy take it uh, you know as yes, it comes yes exactly great so you mentioning that you chose berlin essentially because it was a great place to kind of um, start your europe travel um, journey i guess yes. right so what are the places that you visited and also how did it kind of help you back in your career or in creativity whatever sense that might be mm, so uh, two travels like either i go with friends or i go solo so uh, okay. the famous cities for instance i went to rome and pisa in italy i went with friends but uh, i went okay. to a village in poland i went alone so uh, these okay. are the type of travels i do mostly to the reserved or uh, like to the places where you can uh, take click pics and put it on instagram so i go as gang like with friends because <laughs> that's very smart yeah, that's where uh, friends uh, uh, are interested in coming mostly uh, when okay. i go to this raw beautiful places which is like uh, don't even have a proper transport to go uh, i go for, mm-hmm. i prefer going alone so um, i yeah. have visited around 9 10 countries so far and uh, in, okay. in cities it it will be uh, definitely higher uh, because uh even in poland itself i have visited four five cities so like mm-hmm. that in every country i have visited many cities but i don't know the count but uh uh i i keep traveling but so far i haven't gone to amsterdam or paris uh so or, okay. or, or to the eiffel tower and nowhere because uh, okay. i love going to the beautiful untouched places mostly mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. this travel thing gives you a lot of uh, uh, change of mind because you go into for instance i go to poland nobody speaks english nobody uh, uh, even uh, understands english at least in germany people understanding english and reply in german so we can understand something yeah. in uh, uh, sign language and go forward but in poland purely no english and the okay. cities i go i can't even expect them to know english because it's small towns and yeah, yeah. getting food getting stay it's all like kind of new thing and uh, some mm-hmm. villages when you go they wouldn't have seen an indian before so uh, when they see indians these kids uh, few kids are like really amazed they they see uh, see me with uh, uh, bright sparkling eyes whereas few they okay. just get scared and start running to their parents because they might have never seen an indian in such uh, uh, places so um, that's a kind of different feeling you get when you go there go to such places and other things are i go go alone into forests and um, when you get into a forest of like say um, a very huge size and nobody else is there in that forest except you there is a mm-hmm. big fear initially 
uh, for 5 10 minutes you will feel scared because even if somebody kills you nobody is going to find your body for one or two <laughs> okay. but um, then you get a sense of uh, happiness and uh, uh, like i i can't describe that in words it's so beautiful and i have a favorite forest right. near berlin it's like 60 kilometers from here it has a lake in the middle and no you can you cannot see any any people there so going to okay. the forest have swim in the lake just uh, lie down by the lake side come back so it's a favorite trip i do during this lockdown yes this is absolutely unfair that you're doing the doing this to us now and we cannot travel <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know awesome that's great i mean you you sound um extremely sort of inspiring right with the amount of stuff that you're doing but you still manage to have a very chill life i think that's something that everyone should kind of um, aim for so looking back into all of these journeys that you had and all of these experiences that you had what is you know some sort of advice that you would you would give to your younger self uh so one thing i always had in my mind was okay earn this many crores before 30 age and then retire mm-hmm. this was something i had when i was in college or when i was in initial stages of my career so i used to dream about having started okay. uh, getting it to a unicorn by 28 and then retire by 30 uh-huh. but uh, and okay. i'm 28 already like uh, i'm feeling like no 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 life should go on uh, uh, maybe that was a uh, uh, immature thought i had back then and i'm sure many people right. have it like when i talk to younger people these days they they many people have this thought like okay i'll earn this small uh, like when i'm young i earn a lot and then i relax for my entire life mm-hmm. uh, i mm. don't think that's going to work out because you need something to cling on in your life you need you need to work for your life right. even if you uh, reach your goals by then uh, by when you're 30 probably i i may reach the goals which i had back then when i'm 30 but uh, i mm. think i'll still be working because that's something which we need to live uh, i don't think we can survive without doing any work so uh, i mm-hmm. instead what i'll suggest is don't lose the younger uh, part of your ages in just working and uh, uh, just have a balance enjoy your life because there are few things which you can't do after certain age um like right. like I, i i am 28 i am not able to do a lot of things which i used to do in uh, when i was back in 22 or 23 i used to be blindly mm. uh, courageous to do many things back then but now i have a fear what if i fall <laughs> so uh, okay comes with uh, uh, comparatively i'm i'm courageous to the other people of my age group but uh, still uh, yeah. comparing to my older uh, uh, past self i'm uh, Uh, I think I'm a bit old now, so uh, I think people mm-hmm. should focus on doing things which will give them happiness rather than just working on their career alone. I'm not saying career is not important, but work on it. But at the same time, balance other stuff as well. That's what I. That's that's an amazing um, thought that you've left us with. Something that I think a lot of people can learn from. All right. So one final question before we wrap this interview up. How do you decide what to do next? Like, how do you know when it's time to move on, and how do you know what you know you need to do next? Just a gut feeling, I'll say. I always follow my uh, gut feeling. I'll I'll know it when I when I know it. This is not this is the time for the next big thing. I'll just do it. I won't give a second thought. Awesome, great. Well, it was lovely talking with you, Wilbur. I think um, every after this pandemic ends, I'm going to find you in Germany, and we're going to go to that forest. <laughs> sure sure so it was uh, great uh, speaking to you and i'm happy to take you people on uh, as a tourist guide here awesome to, uh, see you. i will be waiting for that well, all yeah, right sure.
thanks again wilbur and thanks again for you guys tuning in to another episode of talk overflow take connected for new episodes every month and please subscribe to talk overflow on spotify apple podcast google podcast and pocket cast now